Good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express coming to you live, sort of from the Ish. Silver Tavern in Deckerville, the old STD. The Silver Tavern, Deckerville. I am Adam Filkins. With me, as always, is Phil Nickel. We have our special guest, superfan historian, extraordinaire, top ten list maker. Yes. Steve Cook is with us tonight. Cookie, how Cookie you doing? Cookie in the house. I am doing great, guys. You? Wonderful. It, it couldn't really couldn't be a better day, I don't think. I it, had to work a day shift at the old STD today. Let me tell you, I feel a little grimy right now. Well, that's probably <laughs> no different, is it? No, no. Usually by about this time, I feel pretty grimy, so it's no big deal. The morning shower has worn off. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the PBR is for. That's what the PBR is for, to degrime myself. Yes. <laughs> Alcohol removes all grime. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was told. For the but most I'm, part, I'm still, that's true. I'm still ugly on the inside, though, Adam. That is true. <laughs> Nobody debating that. That's Aaron Lewis. <laughs> so <laughs> That's my Aaron Lewis impression. Thank you, Cookie. Yeah. This is Nailed episode 6853-782, Alpha Romero... Oh. <laughs> X-ray. Romero. Yeah, like the car. Oh, I thought you were talking like the zombie movies. No. Oh. Like mm. the car. I like zombie movies. We well, can go zombie movies. Do you ever think, like the zombie do you ever think the zombie apocalypse is going to happen? Yes, I think it is upon us Isn't right now. Isn't that beautiful? Like, Jimmy Hacker, if you're listening, we appreciate that you tie their shoelaces together before you bury them in case that does ever happen. Yes. That he uh he... he Super glues their chompers shut. Yes. So good luck getting through that. <laughs> That's what they call a double mechanical advantage in engineering. Yes. Not to toss out technical terms on everybody, but jeez. Well, one day at the Silver Tavern, you got to go right back to engineering. Jeez. Oh, geez. <laughs> so uh, what? The, what else is new? Is what's you've got some gear grinds? What's grinding well, your gears? I just, you know, we haven't done my friend is a dick, and here's why in a couple episodes. That was pointed out to me over the weekend. Which thanks Matt Smith for sitting down and talking to me about the podcast for an hour and telling me lots of great feedback. I appreciate it. Yeah, Matt's a pretty good guy. Yeah. We, we enjoy having Matt as a listener. He's ready to be on the show again, too, but he said he's going to have to have some liquid courage in order to talk. Because remember, last time Matt was on, I think you couldn't get a word in edgewise with that guy when he sat down. Well, no, I man. Believe, I believe he was confused with between Israel and Egypt. That, that, was, that was Matt Lindley last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. We've got to have our maths straight. Apparently, okay. apparently we have a, a heavy following of maths on this show. Yes. That's okay. Oh, We're just happy people listen. It's called the West End. <laughs> no, it's called the old silver, the, the old STD, Silver Tavern Deckerville. Yes, affectionately known by the locals as the West End. Uh, once upon a time back in the day, this was the seedy part of town. Yes. So the West End was shady because it's on this this side of the railroad tracks. Yep. And uh, I remember that. Yeah. Now it's just now that's the trailer park. It's a little methy there. Watch yeah. out. A little methy in the trailer park. Uh, we are in the thumb. It's a little methy everywhere. <laughs> yeah, a little methy. But uh, wait, wait, is that Mike Tyson for messy? No, no, no. Okay. That, true methy. That's, that's true methy. Yeah. That's that's not a Mike Tyson Im- impression there. So I just came back off a of vacation. Tell so us I, more. I have lots of. Everybody, everybody's a dick, and here's why. <laughs> Everyone's a dick, and here's why. Wow, I love generalizations. You know that about me. So that's that's what caused the Holocaust. Great vacation, <laughs> great great time with the family, and uh, so we we one of our like highlight of our trip, right, was going to go to the insane asylum. I up in saw City. your gripes on the online. I won't. I'm not going to usurp you here, but that's amazing. Go on. So 
absolutely badass place, right? Yeah. You know, and, and looked up lots of stuff on the history of it beforehand. And, like, within the first five minutes, the tour guide was pissing me off because he literally, all of the facts that I learned about it, he's literally sitting there just taking a whiz all over them. Just like, pissing all over history. There were, they didn't have straight jackets here. It's like, the hell they didn't? There's a picture on the wall down the hallway <laughs> of somebody in a goddamn straight jacket, you <laughs> So jackass. that picture never happened, huh? Yeah, fake news. Yeah, um, it's the Holocaust it, denier. It was photoshopped. Yeah, it was photoshopped. <laughs> this picture is from 1922. Notice it's photoshopped. Yes. So um, then immediately after that, he talks about how they never did any kind of surgeries on anything, anybody there. And then immediately goes into showing us a picture of the surgical suite there where they did lobotomies. I was going to say, maybe he got lobotomized. I think he may have been a... a I think he may have been a resident at one point. You said he told, he did nothing but tell stories about himself. Yeah. So we walk into this. That's what big you want the tour guide to do, right? Yeah. So the first time I came here, I felt, I felt things, and it really stuck with me. And I just want to tell you guys a little bit more about my experience. I think if he'd have like, continued on, he'd have been like, I felt myself a lot. In here. That's right. So then the next thing he tells us. It was us, a fondling experience. Yes. Then the next thing he right. tells us is. You're fine. Burps, burps are allowed on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, been a lot worse. There's been a lot, lot less burps since Adam and I use real mics instead of the headsets, which we first started out. Because you can't dodge burps with those mics. No, you they're turn like your right head up in your cabeza. They're right there. You turn your head and cough. You're still coughing That's into right. the microphone. But uh, then the next thing he goes on to tell us is that you know there were there weren't any deaths here, but there's probably a lot of people buried on the property in unmarked graves. Hmm. And I, so his facts were really bad. But, yeah, he walks us into this great, big, huge, grand, like, cathedral place where they used to have, like, ballroom where they used to have uh, dances and stuff. And I'm sure there's lots of great history about it. But he had to tell us how he was the one that painted it. That he I've, been pa- pa- I've been painting for decades. He painted the ballroom? Yes. By the way, that's very important when I'm buying trousers is ballroom. Yes. Have you seen the uh, new underwear that are ball-tastic? With, yeah, with the, the little hammock for your nuts. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Duluth trading. I'm already wearing a banana hammock every once in a while. I might as well have a hammock for other things. Yeah, didn't need to know that either. Um, I don't know. Cookie looks intrigued. Tell us more. (laughs) Tell us more. (laughs) So anyway, tell us about the... Did you Yelp review this tour guide? Were you able to? No, but like... So within... He he starts out... And I'll give you the 50,000-foot overview of the tour. He starts out... We're in the hallway where the gift shop and stuff is. And... uh, there's pictures in there. Was he selling his paintings? No. So one of the things that he did was sit there and read to us the description on the wall next to the paintings, which we all or next to the pictures, which we all kind of did waiting for the tour to start. So let me get this straight. This guy is reading you literally what's beside the picture that you already read yourself while you were waiting for the tour to commence. Bingo. Yes. So then he proceeds to take us outside. To show us the front of the building, which was... Which you saw when you walked into the building. Well, (laughs) that was kind of my thought towards the end of it. And we spent like 25 minutes outside in the sun. It was hot. You know, probably close to 80 degrees and just humid and just not... I didn't... No shade to stand in as he drones on about how the the people that... Exactly. This was one of the best arboretums in the state. Yeah, Great gonna, term, arboretum, by the way. Yeah, I really don't want to sit here and talk about trees. I want to talk about trees. I, I want more to, tree talk. No, less tree talk. More okay. about the nuts. Arbor Day. We're Arbor, at an insane asylum. I celebrate for God's Arbor sense. Day every year, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, usually with a fire. Usually, I do something crazy. <laughs> yeah, 
But anyway, so tell me more about this doofus that's leading your tour. So then he takes us, he takes us in after talking to us about the trees in the yard, and how now there's a guy that's trying to recreate all the trees that died with new trees, and they had to clone some of them because they're not easy to get and this and that. Don't care. Take me back in and tell me about the crazies. You're there to hear about the crazies and the gore right. and the shit that happened. Right. I'm jamming at, screwdrivers up people's noses and shit. Yeah. So he takes us in, and as he's taking us in, and we're, we go, and he takes us to where the cafeteria was that they, well, the, the, the kitchen where they cooked everything, but we couldn't go inside because that's a restaurant now. So he just told us about the things inside. Did he, did he do a good job painting pictures with his words? No. Oh, so he's, it wasn't he was, very... Now, don't get me wrong. He was a great speaker. He was animated. He was all this and that, but not, just not a good tour guide. Way too much stuff about himself. So after he tells us about, you know... You feel like you knew the man personally after the tour. I, yeah. yeah. Like you knew when his cable bills I, do and that his cat died six months ago. Yeah, I didn't like and, him. And, yeah. <laughs> so then... And I didn't like the cat. Then he takes us upstairs to this, <laughs> to this cathedral. Now, keep in mind, we left at an hour and 15 minutes in. We've seen... The cat was always afraid of the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> My mom, she doesn't like the cat. Meow, 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 meow. The cat rides a vacuum cleaner, and she's like, "You're gonna burn the motor out, cat." <laughs> anyway, tell us more. So Sorry. I'm just I'm sidetracked, Phil. Today, if you haven't noticed, I, I, my ADHD is in 100 percent today. Today, he says yes. today he's sidetracked. It's Phil. every day, isn't it? It is. <laughs> um, that's why our podcast is the PNA Sidetrack Express. Yes. <laughs> New feature coming in August. PNA sidetracked express. Nice. Past tense? Yes, past. <laughs> Everything you talk about is always in the past. Yes. So then he, he takes us to this one room, talks for 20 minutes about how he painted it, and but, so the he trials and tribulations. the room? Yeah, he was like the contractor like they hired Sistine to paint it. Like it's his Sistine Chapel or some his own Sistine Chapel yeah, or some he shit. Paint, he's like, you could throw away, I told him, you could throw away all your blue painter's tape. Because I can do a straight line. I can cut an edge like a motherfucker. And I was like, holy shit, he can do straight lines. He doesn't so, sound straight. Mm, wow. I, that's a pretty Stop. wide stroke of the brush there, Phil. Pun intended. Oh. <laughs> you see what I did there? Y'all have your month, you have your day, you have your braids. So I'm thinking, all right, now we're going to get into the cool parts of the of the. Now thing. we're getting into the shit. So... As he's leading us out, he like, he's like, I save all the stuff that you probably want to see until the very end so that you stay for the whole thing. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And he takes us outside again in the middle of the yard. The to outside, talk about trees more? I can look at, no. To talk time, about the Kentucky bluegrass? This time he talked about the architecture of the building and how the, you know, yeah. Boring. Big time. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to take you over to this building that they're currently renovating into apartments it's like why i don't i don't want to see where people are going to live later i don't give a shit i want to see where the crazies were so at that point mary's like yeah i'm kind of over this and i'm like i could not agree more and the kids were like get us the hell out of here so we just kind of drove around and looked at everything which was way more interesting i'm a celebrity get me out of here and that was that took an hour and thirteen minutes of How the two-hour tour. How much did you pay tour. for this piece of shit? One hundred thirty-seven fifty total for the. Sounds like they owe you at least one hundred twenty bucks back. Wow. They probably owe me one hundred sixty-five back. You want to be paid for your time? Yeah, exactly. 
I don't those, care about those are precious minutes of your life you'll never have back. Right. But we do have a memory of the guy that painted the one room we looked at. It sounds like he was looking for a paint job. He's he's auditioning for a job. Yeah, it, he's like, hire me, please. He's I, looking for he's work. Like, he's like, actually, this isn't the official tour. I just take your money. <laughs> There's no official tour to this bullshit. You know, his his name tag did look like it could have been. Was it, it in it, crayon? No, it was in paint. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> it was the same color of that room he just painted. I had left over. <laughs> I decided I wanted to repurpose it. Could have went right up. Oh, you fucked that one up bad there, buddy. That's right. What? You call that, that a straight line, motherfucker? Yeah. Do I see fade? That's right. Oh, fuck. You didn't use Sherwin Williams. Them are, no, them are fish eyes, man. Tell me your what thought. Tell me your thought process as you painted that squiggly line up there, my friend. Now it was a cool room, and he did tell us about how, like, when they it used to be drop tile ceiling in there, mm-hmm. and like when they took that out, they discovered like these gigantic beams in the ceiling, and it was a really cool room. But we spent way too much time in there. But it was because it was also now a room that like has Bose speakers and you know it's like this has been pro- and a big projection screen and all that kind of shit. This sounds like the lamest ass tour ever, man. Yeah, I've talked to other friends who went on tours. Like I literally just talked to a friend before I came here, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I went on that like five years ago, and they showed us the surgical suite where they did lobotomies and all this other stuff." And I'm like, "Damn it, we had the so, wrong tour guide." <laughs> perhaps maybe this guy was a ghost. So one of the people that lived there, because a lot of this is residential now, one of the people that walked through and said, don't listen to him. He was a resident here. And at first I'm like, ha, 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 that was funny. And at the end I'm like, makes that's, a lot that's of a fucking sense. That's a solid joke. That's a, so what he didn't tell you is he painted that room while he was actually you know, in the yeah. asylum. But he just told us how great of a place it was, how great of a place it was for people, that they never hurt anybody there, they never did anything, they treated them so well. Nobody wanted to leave because it was the best they were ever going to get treated in their life. And it's like, yeah, shock therapy tells me you are fake news. Something different. I like, think we need some sanitarium. Yeah. Metallica. <laughs> probably. We probably do. In fact, this that would have been great lead in music. Thanks for your terrible timing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <sighs> That's why you're the professional, Adam. Well, you know, they, uh, like I say, there was a lot of things that. Nice. There was a lot of things that he talked about that were not necessarily true (sighs) in any sense of the word. And uh, like telling us that, oh, they never put people in straitjackets. When I literally looked at the picture of people in straight jackets, before it's on the front of the brochure for the tour. They they have they they had rooms for electroshock therapy, and in fact, Thomas Edison oversaw like oh. all of the electrical there, so that it was done right. You know, because he was an expert in shocking the shit out of people's brains, I guess. Yeah, and elephants. Yes, Topsy. Wow. So he killed an. But ele- they didn't he do that. Fried there. an elephant. Nice. That's beautiful. Topsy. Topsy, the circus elephant that trampled, I think, three people. So Topsy was sentenced to death, and old Thomas Edison stepped up and said, you know what, I'm never going to be, be ever as good as Tesla. I might as well fry this elephant for them. So he did. To demonstrate the dangers of electricity. Was he in the Green Mile? 
Uh, he probably Edison probably did the wiring for that place. He was probably he was probably that dick that like killed the one guy that liked the mouse. Oh, you Mr. Know, Jingles. Yeah. You know it's so funny because we look at these historical inventors and people in the past with these rose-colored glasses, but Thomas Edison was a fucking asshole. Yeah, kind of. Yes. I mean, so well, so I've told you about that. Do you want my next dick story? How many times can I interrupt? Bust so, it out. Because so, that last story went a little too long. Yeah, I'll be quicker on this one. Less details. <laughs> See, I'm being a dick right now. My friend's a dick, and here's why. I'm telling a story, could, and he's like, that story was way too long, man. They have to uh, him off, man. So next time you tell that story, take out all of those words and replace them with other ones. Okay. Well, we're, we're like... 17 I'm minutes sorry. in. I'm I not trying I, to be a dick. I'm I think I sorry. had 37 seconds of actually telling I the story. I had a rough day. I had a I, rough day. I felt like the Discovery Channel, I had to recap every time you interrupted. You know how that's they do that? made the story long. Yeah. So the Discovery Channel, they'll go to, they'll go to, they'll go to ads and, and play the commercials, and they'll come back and they'll play like four minutes of content you've already seen, and then an additional 30 seconds. And two of those minutes are uh, stock footage of alligators or nice. snakes. Uh, Shark Week. Episode two. Actually, it is. Yes. (laughs) I know. My subconscious knew that. It's Shark Week, bitches. Well, (laughs) hold on. Shark Week has turned into Truck Month. Truck Month. It's that long. I know. It goes forever. (laughs) Shark Week is now six weeks long. (laughs) Now it's shark season. There's some cliche about a dead horse or something right here. I don't know. Yeah. They're beating the shit out of it. With a shark. Watch us beat a dead horse with a shark. If you want to see a shark consume a dead horse. Wait, was the horse dead before the shark got to it? What's a horse doing with a shark? Horses can swim. Not very well if a shark can get them. Well, somebody didn't have it in one of those big metal cages. So can we do that? Can we put scuba gear on a horse and put it down in one of those big metal cages to go shark diving? Wouldn't a horse be terrified underwater to see a shark swimming at it? I would oh, my so. goodness. That'd be a great video. I'd watch that shit over and over again. Yeah, Let's I would put do. random animals in shark cages, put scuba gear on them, and submerse them and have sharks come at them. I mean, think about pigs, dogs, um, your aunt that you don't like, people yeah. like that. Jam them in a cage and put them under underwater. Don't tell them what's happening. The actual band, the animals. See, I, I just actually the actual band. I just assumed that the animal can understand what you're telling it, which is that's dumb. Yeah, there's a real big plot hole there. Because I'm there. sitting here thinking, don't tell the animal what's happening. <laughs> like the horse is just like, what the fuck, dude? See, you ask Richard Dreyfus and he'll drop it down from the orca. Perhaps there you go, Richard Dreyfus. Ironically, if that ship would have really been an orca, it would have beat the shit out of that shark on its own. Oh, for sure. Yes. Correct. So, listener Matt Smith also had a suggestion. He said uh, we should take up a collection for Gutenberg at Tuscola Palooza. There you go. Start our GoFundMe right there. Start it for the Gutenberg Fund. That's not a scholarship fund we're hosting. That's so I can spend a day with Steve Gutenberg. Perhaps. I, I got... Or... He had a better, another coming. suggestion. Why don't we try to set up Gutenberg for next year's Tuscola Palooza to be with me the day of Tuscola Palooza? Wow, that and would have, be great. Have Gutenberg appear at Tuscola Palooza. That would be pretty hey, great. look at this. I organically went into a plug for Tuscola Palooza. You did. Shit, nothing ever happens organically with me. The Thumbs Music Festival this year bringing in Detroit Rock City, Premier we, Kiss 
uh, cover band. And they're Kiss how you want Kiss to remember them. Yeah, they're yeah. not old Kiss. This is young rockin' Kiss. Yeah. And a bunch of other great local bands. Yeah, lots like the of 99. Great. It's going to be a full fairies. day of wonderfulness. We'll be there. Yeah. We're apparently sponsors. We'll be the dark spot. The dark we'll probably need sponsors in. after that. But Yeah, we need sponsors now. For lots of reasons. Yeah. not Both not financially just, and mentally. Yes. So I'll go on to my next uh, People Suck story. This one's good. You'll like it. So on the way back. That last one I give two out of four stars. Would not recommend. Yeah. They sucked pretty bad. It's okay. You tried. So on this one we. Uh, Love you, buddy. We, the Metallica we made up for it. The Metallica did make up for it. Oh, it would be a big difference if I gave a shit what Phil thought. Quiet riot mental health. <laughs> you know, that's the same feedback I get from a lot of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they only listen to the part. They, they fast forward through your parts. and just. They've noticed me. that you can track me out now because we, we record on individual tracks with our new equipment. They've noticed you've just dropped me completely out of the show. Yeah. They said, actually, it's an improvement. Huge Even improvement. though there's dead air for seconds yeah. on end. It's a huge improvement. Dead air. It makes a lot more sense when I just talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've often theorized that maybe it's like a fight club thing where I don't actually exist. I'm just your Tyler Durden. Yeah. Yeah. Your sisters feel the same way. Yeah, they wish I didn't exist. Holy crap. There's so, a lot of family time this past couple weeks. It was terrible. Well, I love them, but they're all terrible. Well, Phil, <laughs> you used to... Just turn the defroster on in your side. Uh, my sisters are both like she cracked a code. Both, yeah, she, she cra- both of my With sisters the are tart. both of my sisters are two of the most upstanding, wonderful people, uh, citizens, and wonderful people in the world. And I just can't help but not like them. I'm sorry. I had to grow up with them. Ugh, gross. I love you, Penny and Allison. I'm sorry. Worse than that, they had to grow up with you. It's true. That was Although. A good one. I am inspiring my nephew to want to go into do broadcasting and have a podcast. And I said, well, if you don't ever want to get laid and be broke, you can have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Make your money first, then go into podcasting. Yeah. Don't do it the opposite way. Don't think you're going to get rich or get laid from podcasting, because trust me. Yeah. Ugh. Both are deserts. I'm, I'm bankrupt on both accounts at this point. You might get a cum dumpster every once in a while. Come dumpster. I don't think that phrase has ever been uttered on this show. What it took till episode seventy-four for somebody to say "come dumpster." Yeah, what a great term. That's that's like a that's a that's a term when you have a band and you're yeah. like one of the roadies. You're like, I just need to find a come dumpster. That is true. Why did I flash into a British accent when I did that? Well, all bands are British, and all roadies down. are British, right? Well, Isn't every roadie British? Suckers. What? Them limey cocksuckers. Limey bastards. Yeah. Singing songs about macaroni, macaroni and making fuckers. fun of us. and Yeah, we bailed your ass out in World War II, you bitches. Bastards. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give the opposite of a plug here. Okay, <laughs> go on. I, I derailed your story for the, like, for, like, by my Sorry, accounts, about, about five or six minutes I've derailed your story. That's all right. It's quality content. <laughs> you know I was doing that on purpose. I know. I know. And... Not on purpose, all at the same time. That's why it was double. I never have purpose. Actually, that's one of the big complaints my sisters say, that I never have purpose. <laughs> They're like, you, you, ex- it again. you exist for weird reasons. They're like, you don't really serve a purpose. <laughs> like, you're just here. You're like, damn it. You're They're right. Like, you're like, you know there's other people that could benefit from the resources and oxygen that you use to live? And I'm like, wow, you're cutting deep. That's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> my so, sister happens to be a doctor, so she, she tells me exactly what's wrong with me. Well, are, both your sisters are... They both have PhDs, yes. Yes. And I only have a master's degree, so I'm the black sheep of the family. Yeah, you failure. What a failure. And I see it in my mom's eyes all the time. Well, especially when she listens to episode two, Drink. Ooh, Drink. boy. <laughs> yep. So We had a conversation about that, which I'll tell the story about later. Because right now, Adam, without further ado, tell us your second, what is it, gr- gear grind or a friend is a dick and here's why? Uh, this is a, a, another gear grind. Another gear grind? I, I came off a of vacation, so I didn't have a lot of contact See, with friends. you ended your vacation with a lot of gears ground. Yeah, but like, it was is still that really a, great, a vacation? Or was it was it go- still a great vacation. It's, it gets the juices flowing. So, like when I went up north, I just saw a lot of people that should have probably been in an asylum or at least in the Special Olympics. Yes. Yeah. High medalists at the Special yes, Olympics. Yes. So if you're ever at the Quality Inn in Clare, go on. Please step into the entryway, like not into the fully into the lobby, but please step in the entryway and, and defecate on the floor or piss on the floor or something like that because <laughs> not real happy with those people. This was the Quality Inn. Now we had a great. Great event, though, at the Hamptons Inn, not the yes. actual Hamptons. Which is still a choice hotel. Yes. But, so I go there, and they're booked up pretty pretty bad, and there's people partying out in the parking lot. No big deal to me. You know, I don't care. Things got a little messy. Carry on. They, they were. Um, so then we, uh, so we go in, and I'm like, Mary and I are like, all right, we're going to go down to the pool, hang out. And uh, the boys are like, we'll be down in a few minutes. So we go down there. And, you know, it's, start, it's evening time, so it's starting to get kind of cold out. There's some crazy old man that's going around opening up all the windows. And there was, like, a window every inch in this place. He's opening them all up, and it's... So you're getting a cold breeze through the whole thing. I don't thing. think that's structurally sound. No, I don't think so either. So then... And then he opens both doors, so it's this huge cross breeze. And we're, like, sitting there freezing our ass off. And Mary's like, I'm getting the hot tub if that wasn't already, like, six people over capacity. Because there was... Seven adults and five toddlers in there. That's a nasty bucket of chicken. And I'm thinking, yeah, I can just imagine the amount of urine in that right now. Oh, it would have been horrendous. So then there's a bunch of kids playing in the pool with footballs, and then they brought out those squirt guns that, like, you pull to fill with water like a giant syringe. Right. And uh, they're playing with those. We're getting sprayed left and right. We're huddling, like, over in the corner of the... Of the just cowering the pool, we're just cowering to the kids. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Do you vacation at the, all the places where terrible '80s films were were made? Probably. Yeah. This was like a terrible. This sounds 80s like film. yeah. This sounds like a National Lampoon's B movie from the '80s. Yeah, and some of the people that were in there, I think when they got out, they would leave a ring. Ooh. You know, this might have been Ooh. their bath. You know, I feel like on. I could do that right now. Come I've on, been... let's go down to their hotel and get our <laughs> bath. When you you like, I love working here but when you cook in that kitchen all day you come out feeling a little uh little greasy not gonna lie i think they call it the fill effect the fill effect the fill effects the fill effect anyways you're st- so go I'll, on I'll, I'll speed this up i no, you're we fine. go back we go back take to your our time. room take your time go back to our room the quality so one of the big qualities to you need for storytelling is to take your time let your words paint a picture, and tell us all how exactly you felt at the time as well as the other protagonist in the story. This will be seven hours long if I paint the proper picture. Okay, go on then. So anyways, we go back to our room, and there's a whole bunch of kids around there too. I think from like the same people. And they're just running all up and down the hallways. It's constant banging in our room. 
I'm like, we're not going to rest here. I'm like, the hell with this. I said, those kids are all hopped up on worse stuff than their parents are. Speaking of constant banging, <laughs> we have something to talk about at the end of this story. Okay. So then we, uh, so I go down to the front desk and I'm like, do you, I said, I see you have cameras in the, in the uh, pool area. Do you not watch them? And we've been really busy up front. I'm like, that's great. But you're not watching them at all. I said, because cause I literally, one of those long squirt gun things, a kid whacked me in the face with one, trying to get away from another kid. And I grabbed it, and I just kind of threw it on him. And I'm like, if you hit me with that again, there's going to be trouble. You should have Bo Jackson'd it first. Whack! I should have. And threw I should have. Yeah. I should have whipped it at his dad. I should have pistol whipped his, his dad dick. with the squirt yeah. gun. And uh, so we get out, and, and we, we go back, and I, I'm, I go up to the front desk, and I'm like, look. I don't want to stay here. Give me my money back. Well, I have to go to your room and see if you opened anything. And as we're walking back to the room, I'm like, you are seriously going to, like, see if I stole any of the soaps or anything when you should pay me for the hell I went through here because you're not paying any attention. So she comes to our room, She's like, and she hears all the banging and stuff. She's like, I'll just refund your card. I won't charge your card. I'm like, okay. So we pack our shit up, and we're, we're going out. We're dropping the keys off at the front desk. There's literally a guy that was there that checked in while I was waiting for them to come out. He goes, he comes back downstairs carrying all of his shit. Yeah. And he was packed up like he was going to Everest, right? Like three backpacks, a suitcase. I don't know what the hell all he was carrying. Just remember that everybody on Mount Everest was once a highly motivated person. Yes. And you see what happens to them. So he comes down and I, and I say to her as he's coming down the stairs, I'm like, well, you put him in a room that's already got somebody in it. She's like, well, how do you know that? I'm like, because he's carrying all his stuff down. So why don't you just give him our room and he can put up with that? Literally what they did. But they tried to do it without, like, taking my card off. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because if he steals all the pillows and bedding, I'm paying for that. So make sure my card is all off and refunded. So she gives me a slip that says that they charge me nothing. I'm all off of everything. My card still hasn't been refunded. Bitches. So I call them today and they're like, oh, well, that can take five to ten days. I'm like, in what world? You know, I worked I worked in banking 10 years ago in IT, and everything is instant. So the as fast as you put the money on that card, it can come back off of there. And uh, so they assured me it should be back on by tomorrow. If not, I'll be calling them and raising holy hell. But, yeah, they, uh, they really just screwed the pooch on that. Then a lady comes in, and she goes, I'm down at the far end of the building, and there's a bunch of people outside, like, lighting off fireworks and partying. And the lady literally has the audacity to tell her, well, that's somebody that works here. So they're not going to do anything about it because that's somebody that works here. Yeah. So if you're ever at the Quality Inn. In what? Traverse City? Uh, no, Claire. Claire. In Claire. Fuck that place. Yeah. The whole city. So I just drove Eat home. A dick. I just drove home. I'm like, no, we'll just drive home. I'm not going through this shit again. So your recommendation is to definitely shit on the floor. Yeah. They won't notice. The unshittable trash can. Piss on the bed. Part two. Part two. So, yeah. You've got to piss on the bed. My goodness, look at that. Hey, oh, in a oh, sidecar of sauce, even. Whoa. Good job, Callie. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. However, there is a problem. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll point that out later. It's a goose? Well, there should be six. He ordered six. He got five. Oh. He did get extra sauce, though. Yeah. Maybe there's one buried in that sauce. As, as Adam approaches the wings. 
His club selection has already been made. Yeah, I'm, Looks uh, like he's yep. choosing a three mm-hmm. iron for this approach. Yep, I'm down one wing, down one stroke. It's a tragedy. I'm in the, I'm in the rough, in the rough. It's a real Cinderella story. So your vacation, but you had a good time. You we said. did. We we went up. You know, we went up Friday. We went. Our, our first hotel that we stayed at was wonderful. We uh, we ate at a Buffalo Wild Wings where we were literally served like I hate like, you so much like right kings. now. I got the tots. I hate you so I got much right now. I hate you so much right now. And I thought about I thought about you as I ate them. With friends like you, who needs enemies? Yeah, I'm a dick, and here's why. I didn't bring Adam's any tots. a dick, and here's why. He went to Buffalo Wild Wings. So here's you know who's a dick. No, not you. Oh. My ex-wife and her boyfriend. Oh. Because they always take my kids to Buffalo Wild Wings because that happens to be his favorite restaurant. Although, so whenever I'm out with those little bastards, they never want to go to fucking Buffalo so, Wild Wings. We eat there all the time. I'm like, fuck, man. So did I'm not going to go sit at fucking Buffalo Wild Wings all by my fucking self. Did she just so hook God up, damn it. Did she just hook up with another Phil with a smaller dick? No, she what? hooked up with a healthier version of me. Let's just put it that way. I mean... So what does he do? Oh, he graduated with an engineering degree from Saginaw Valley. No shit. Huh. When? Oh, like two years ago. Oh. What is he like? He's like 45 years old or 46. 45. He's a fucking asshole. He sounds like a dumbass. (sighs) If I could kill somebody with my mind, it would be him. Huh. Can you? I'm trying. I'm working on it. Well, I was going to say, if, if you can and he's still alive, I mean, I, how I, would you ever get caught? I have all this spare time. That's the perfect freaking crime. It is. Killing somebody with your mind. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. I do believe in karma. She's not just a stripper at the VU. <laughs> somebody, just not somebody with daddy issues. That's but. right. Oh, God bless women with daddy issues. Yeah. My God, I probably would only have gotten laid half of the times that I have if it weren't for daddy issues. Let me tell you. I think I'll be honest. Being up north, I think there was a lot of people There's walking around with daddy, daddy issues. issues up there. We were in the UP for a couple of days, and I had my kids, and that's like that's an aphrodisiac for these single women that have kids. Yeah. Like, oh, do you see a guy with his kids, and there's no woman around? Oh, he's desperate. Is there a missus? I'm like, hell no! I served ten years of marriage. I ain't interested in that shit again. A hit and run. Yeah. Yeah, I do a hit and run. You might have to work on your bumper after that a little bit, but you'll be all right. Just, a little hump and dump, you know. Right. It'll buff out. Just It'll a, buff out. As uh, as Cookie would affectionately say, a cum dumpster. Yes. <laughs> It'll buff out. That'll buff out. It'll oh, yeah. buff out. Wipe I'm gonna, right off. Trust me. I know what I'm working with. I'm not going to damage anything. It's going to be in at least the same shape, if not better, after I'm done. <laughs> hey, that shit's water soluble. It'll wipe right off. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. So how about you? How was your week? Holy fuck. Where to begin? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to say. It was, it was a week. It was wonderful. I got to spend the entire week with my kids, whom obviously, besides doing terrible podcasts and fishing, they mean more to me than all that shit. But, God, they're fucking needy. Holy shit. Well, they never tell you before you have kids how needy those fuckers are going to be. They want shit all of the time. Can I have this? Can I do that? Can I wake up? Should I be breathing? What the fuck? Figure it out on your own. Just tell them about how great of a hiding spot the refrigerator is. That's right. Just There's a refrigerator in the garage. It's not plugged in. You'll be fine. 
Just go hang out inside of it for a little while. Get locks from the outside. No, I love my kids. I'm not. uh, We had a great week. We went up to the UP. Uh, It was one of those trips where everything was just timed perfectly. We uh, we went up to Saint Ignace the first night and uh, spent the night at a hotel. I always stay at there because I love the place. Uh, It's called the Driftwood, and that's not a sexual innuendo. Hmm. Um, It's a great little place. And took them around St. Ignace, did all the touristy shit, took them down to the beach, showed them where Mackinac Island is, and then they said, Dad, can we go to Mackinac Island? I said, I don't know. Maybe Why don't you, take your, why don't you have your mom and her boyfriend take you? But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, did the scenic lookouts, and, and then the next day we went up to the Sulox because, you know, I, I took them there in the winter a couple years ago and said, we're going to come back in the summer, you'll see how they operate. You know, we took a little getaway in the winter up there. And we went right up the platform, and there was not many people on it. And lo and behold, a ship was a big freighter was coming in, a thousand footer into the the big lock. And nice. Uh, nice. So we got to watch that, and they were just enamored with it. And of course, every the whole platform fills up, and we had a spot right on the rail, and they loved it. And you know, the little little ships. My my daughter loved waving at everybody in the little lock tours boats, and a bunch of those came through. But my daughter said something profound to me. She said. This is quite neat. This is an engineering marvel. I said, yes, it is. And to be honest with you, this is probably the reason I became an engineer, uh, which is a terrible decision. But um, And uh, I said, because when my grandfather brought me to the locks when I was about your age, it really got me interested in all this, all the things for engineering. He says, I want to become an engineer. And I'm like, go for it, man. As, as, a, as a woman in engineering, you'll do just great. Then my boy's like, I don't think I want to be an engineer. I'm like, that's the right choice for you, buddy. You're a white male. <laughs> Go do something different. <laughs> so, so that was kind of neat. And then we had a good trip. We went to, there's an island up there called Sugar Island. We visited last time we were up there with the kids, and they thought it was neat. Because you got to ride a little a ferry over to it. It only takes, it's like a five-minute ferry ride. And so we went over to that island because there's a bar that, so last time I was, my, my ex-girlfriend, girlfriend at the time, she did the bar tour in the UP because there's a book that talks about a lot of the bars in the UP. And there was one on Sugar Island she didn't get to visit. Because they were closed when she went there. It's called Hilltop Bar. So we went over to Sugar Island, went to that bar, and took the kids last time. And they loved it because they got to shoot pool and have pops. So we did the same thing again, and they thoroughly enjoyed themselves. They're a lot better at pool still, but they're still terrible. Jeez, they got a long ways to go. You'd think at four, or almost 14 and almost 11, they'd be like pool pros by now almost. Does it turn into one of those things where they just grab the balls and throw them? No, no, no. They, they legit... Uh, they know all the rules. The, the first one is, is you know, keep keep the stick tip off the table, and uh, they got better. It, it, this time, uh, I only think I consumed a beer and a half while they shot a complete game. Last time, it was like four beers because I'm just like, God damn, you fuckers are slow. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> so it's so fun. When, when were you? When were you up in the UP? So we were in the UP. We went up on. We left on Wednesday morning, and we got back late Thursday night because I had commitments for friday i was on the the morning you know the fairies report with phil or fridays with phil with eddie on friday so i wanted to get back for that i didn't want to spend a ton of time up there anyway because it's just yeah. i mean if we would have spent another night maybe we went up to maybe munising or maybe marquette or something like that next time we will this trip was cut short due to family my family being assholes family. yeah so because my sister scheduled family pictures for Tuesday night. Boy, what a fucking trip that is. My kids, goddamn, they did great. They love that shit. They're rock stars. Like, smile, okay. They know the quicker you get that shit done, you'll get out of there. But my nephews, they're fucking assholes. Crying about shit and 
fucking... I don't feel very good. None of us feel very good. It's fucking life. Jesus Christ. Pose for the picture and smile. Yeah, you're getting older. Pictures are fake anyways. You gotta I don't give like a you fuck. Like all those you're people. acting like the most immature eight-year-old I've ever seen right now. You're acting like a fucking six-year-old. Come on, man. Oh, man. That, that cuts deep. <laughs> Jesus. So, Cookie, I don't you- feel very good. None of us do. <laughs> fuck. I don't want to be here, buddy. That's fucking life. You spend 90% of the time not being places you want to be. That is true. <laughs> well, I don't. Or but. doing things. I don't want to pay bills. I don't want to. I want to be here right now, but most of the time. I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm just an asshole. It's what it is. It's my lot in life. Yeah. It's the hand you were dealt. Yeah. So I just run with it. Make it work for you. Life's a garden. Dig it. Make it work. So, Cookie, have you had any. Uh, yeah, you haven't talked her- much Horrific cookie. travels. Yeah. In the last little bit? Where no, people just shit on you? No travels. Um, I have a gear grinder. Go ahead. Well, hit it. Tell us more. All right. So, I'm looking at Facebook the other day. Oh, boy. That's a rabbit hole. 80% of all gear grinds start with that exact yeah. phrase. I believe his name is, what, Richard Zuckerberg? Anyways, what happened is there was a picture. <laughs> I never heard of him. <laughs> I believe there was a picture well, I know. Is he one of uh, your friends? No, not at all. There was a dog that had been stabbed. Tuscola County Humane Society. Stabbed numerous times in the hips and everything. Or speared. <clears throat> so I simply said, that's terrible. There's no excuse for this. I hope you die a painful, slow death. Mm-hmm. You have my name if you have any questions. That motherfucker slapped me quicker than rain, got me out there for three days. That's why he's Dick Zuckerberg. So, for pointing out that somebody sucks because they do, you got slammed in Facebook jail. Yeah. Now, are there conjugal visits in, Saint, in <laughs> Facebook jail? <clears throat> no, there isn't. Are there cum dumpsters in Facebook jail? You can see them. You can't comment on them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I just type in as my, you know, I, I love how Facebook says, you know, what's on your mind? Can I just type in the phrase "come dumpster and post it? That'd be fine. Okay. You, I won't get slapped with jail for that one because it's, no. it's not disparaging toward anyone else. Don't say anything about But now if I were to say, if I were to say your like mom that. is a cum dumpster, th- that's that, not out of line either? That'll go. If I say that Mark Zuckerberg's a cum dumpster... That'll be he, fine? No, that'll go, yeah. So I just can't threaten somebody's life. Don't say, exactly. I'd like to kill a cum dumpster. Oh, shit. Yeah, you'll be in trouble for that. I'm going to go all, all Grand Theft Auto on this bitch. I'm going to dump my do the cum dumpster thing, then shoot her and get my money back. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that just fried my ass. One thing I did see over the weekend, too, was a lot of people thinking that they are living Grand Theft Auto like the way they drive and shit. Oh, yeah. People are, people are out of their fucking minds right now. They're, you know, sure, we got put in timeout for a year, and but people still don't know how to act. People didn't know how to act before. So it's ridiculous. But life boils down to one thing. Just be a good fucking human being, you know? We don't need, we don't need religion. You don't need fucking cops. You don't need any, Just be a good fucking person, man. Yeah, that's it's what not it difficult. boils down to. Yeah. Well, it's <sighs> difficult to fill. To be fair, 
fuck? I don't. I've never hurt anyone intentionally. I, I mean, I've. So here's the thing that I had to realize in life because, really, for my own mental stability, health, and and life-wise and outlook, I've come a long ways in the last five to ten years. I've I've spent a lot of time working on myself. But no matter what you do in life, you're always going to be the bad guy. You're oh shit! Holy totally cow. redeem yourself. All the bad things Phil said about you, I take back. Thank you, Callie. We love you. That's awesome. She brought over his wing. Un- right? She just found it randomly. I, I, well, I told you, Phil, she can count. Yes. Well, now, I don't know if it's burned or not or anything. like. It's been in the fryer for like 80 minutes. Are but. you sure? I think it was on the floor. Oh, shit. Holy that's the cow. best looking one yet. It is. I think that was on the floor. Anyway, found I'm it. all right with so, that. So my point is... That doesn't really bother My point me. is, no matter what you do in life, you're always going to be the bad guy in somebody's story. No matter what you do, there's the somebody out there in, in life. Most, most there's somebody stories. out there in life that, no matter how good you are, how great you are to people, what you do, you try to do everything the right way. You're always going to be the bad guy in someone's story. Yeah, someone's going to be a dickhead. Yeah. So I've accepted that. So since I've accepted that, now I try to be the bad guy in everybody's story. I'm pretty sure that if you were to or ask, a smart ass. That's right. Fuck it. If I'm not going to be perfect, I might as well go the opposite direction. Fucking a. I'm pretty sure that if you ask the people at Quality Inn and Claire. Yeah. They're gonna be like this asshole wanted us to. Adam Perkins is an kids. asshole. He wanted us to. Here's his credit all these card kids. number if you want it. And then and then now everybody that comes in shits in our entryway because of him. So I'm sure I'm. The but dick. the jokes on him, we still have his credit card on file, and we charge him for a new rug every time. What they don't. What's know? this reoccurring charge of seventy nine ninety nine every two months? You know what they don't know is you told the master shitter. About this. Oh, yeah. And he could go out there Dude, and I've got, drop I've got nothing going on, on until... I'm off for the next foreseeable future because I'm unemployed. I'm going to go... Sh- I'm going to drive to Claire tomorrow just to shit on that rug. I hope you do. And I hope you do. For you, I will video it. I don't need that. Well, I'm, it's not going to be like turd cam or something. It's just going to show me with a sweaty <laughs> brow, you know, <laughs> squatting over their rug. I'm like, mm, that's for you, Adam. A sweaty brow and an <laughs> empty Taco Bell bag. Because <laughs> oh. those are the good ones. Those are, uh-huh. the, those are the ones you want to leave on the, the, the Comfort Inn's rug. Yeah, I was highly disappointed. Most of the vehicles, ironically enough, most of the vehicles in that parking lot had campers attached to them. <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> I wanted to go in. I'm like, you city, it's you're doing it wrong. Now let's go up north camping. Leave him in the parking lot and go into the hotel. Uh, I don't know how to use this thing. You know, I went to set that thing up and I got trapped in there for three hours. Shitter's full, Clark. Who, who knew a who knew a door on a pop up had a zipper? Too many chitlins. Why are these people saying that? I, I send a snap of podcast and they're like, "You have way more fun than I do." <sighs> you think this is fun? Jeez. Well, no, seriously. Wait till you, I shit on that rug. That's fun. Do you know how most? Do you know how shitty most people's lives are? How like little. You know, uh, how little joy there is in their lives. I know I tried to take family photos with my family on Tuesday night. Well, there, there's people that's literally. That's the most joyless act I've ever had in my life. Literally, that are. I, I see people in Walmart, they're like, I oh, love man. my family. Actually, it was great. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I, but for the purpose of this podcast, they know it's I'm great. just fucking with them. Yeah. They're my like, mom, oh. I, you know, my mom's going to have another talk with me. <laughs> By the it's way, overdue. she, it's she overdue. also says she wants to be on the podcast because she has oh. several things that she needs to talk about and clarify. So uh, apparently some of my stories aren't exactly accurate, according to her. Huh. 
I just have remembered them that way. Well, she, she might have a top ten of her own. She might. She might. This is the woman that gave birth to me. I do whatever she asked me to. I mean, that's she, the ultimate sacrifice. She had to fucking raise me. Jesus she might give Christ. You hell. She might. She's put me in f bomb jail before, and she's yeah. she's had some stern talks to me before. He had three f bomb or three episodes where he couldn't say fuck yeah, at all, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. So well, the one you had enough in that one for. So whenever for my whenever my mother starts off a story with, I thought I raised you better than this, but oh shit. Well, when when this was still in its infancy. Oh shit. Oh shit. That's the drop. I was a little slow on the draw there. So when this was all still in its infancy, and, and we're like, what is our podcast going to be about? We do our first one, and it's kind of like... We yeah, talked that, about beef jerky. Yeah, we I talked said, about... You know, I remember how I started the first... So, all right, so first of all, I want to talk about what's on everyone's mind right now. Why is beef jerky so expensive? Yes. And then we went into, is, is smoked fish just really aquatic beef jerky? It is. And I believe that it is. And now, and we progressed. We're on episode, what, 74? And now we're talking about putting hor- horses in shark cages and letting them go down under and, and see, swim with the sharks. Yes. But I, I so as we're still trying to We formulate, also talked about eating horse, too. Yeah. That's like Black Beauty in the yeah. water, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that didn't have no sharks. So as, sharks. as it's in its infancy. Oh. So as we're trying to figure out what this, this whole thing is going to be about... And we go through our first episode. It's like, wow, that was pretty good. You know, I, I think that it's kind of a, this is kind of an all ages thing that we're doing right. here. This is this is great. And then, then we move on to episode two. Q. Phil had other plans. And Phil unloads the shower story. Ha ha ha! Episode two drink. And holy shit, did that change the face of the whole direction the podcast was? Going. That changed the trajectory of the whole podcast. After episode one, I'm like. Man, I'll probably never say fuck on our podcast. And after episode two, I'm like, fuck it. The fuck you won't. Then I talk about shitting in trash cans in the executive conference room and getting it shut down for a week due to a biohazard. That was way better. Your your uh, your episode two stories drink kind of borderline on. I'm I'm pretty sure there were unsavory pedophiles that have pleasured themselves to your story. They're just of, sitting there biting their lip. Of being Ooh. an adolescent in the shower. Rubbing their hands together. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I did like the Warrior Princess. The Warrior Princess episode? Yeah, you Adam, got? you definitely... Jerking off genius. in the shower. How you, oh, we did have an email. And By the way. sitting right here. And we sprung and it on JB. So, we, so credit us. So there's over. two things I want credit for. JB, well, Adam, what's up, dude? Adam and I get credit for holding that under our hat until JB came on the air. We didn't like let the cat weeks. out of the bag. For we like three weeks. We had to his, hold on his, to that. His girl he was dating at the time found him jerking off in the shower because she was able to see he was watching porn on his phone because he left his watch beside the bed. And then she sent a screen grab of what he was watching. Yeah. Well, we kept that a secret because it should be. It wasn't guy on guy. No. Hey, well... Uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Although some people might like that. Callie, do you like guy-on-guy guy porn? No. No. Hold on. Please. Anyway, uh, and also for me not spilling... not elaborate. What and, the hell? And also on me for not spilling the beans about Eddie's 50th birthday party, because everybody thought I would be the one to, t- to let did, the cat out of Did there. anyone do it? No. No one did. It was a surprise to him. 
they thought Phil talks a lot. He's going to let the cat out of the bag and tell Eddie they're having a surprise birth. And I hinted, if you listen to the radio shows, like I hinted to it, I alluded to it, he just never picked up the cue. Well, no, Eddie's not going to do that. Yeah. Eddie never listens to me. Have you ever noticed when you broadcast with Eddie, he actually doesn't listen to you? Like, you'll say something and have a great point and elaborate on it, and then, like, ten seconds later, he'll say the exact same thing you just said. You're like, I already said that. Well, or, or you'll be like... Love you, Eddie. Or you'll be like, hey, Eddie... Uh, Eddie doesn't listen to the show. I went to the bathroom and uh, gave birth to a cat through my penis. All right, we're going to go over to John McMurray and the weather. Let's check out Weather Central with John McMurray. Let's check out J-Mac. What's the weather, what's the weather doing over there, J- John McMurray? Your forecast for the day. <laughs> It, from from the WTGV 97.7 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist John McMurray. You got that, you got that down pretty well. Yeah. John McMurray. John McMurray. Yes. Do you guys listen to Your Swap forecast. Shop? Fuck no. Yes, I want to. I'm going to. I'm going to listen to Swap Shop tomorrow. No. I'm, I'm boycotting the show ever since I, believe it or not, they told me I can't host it. Because they wanted me to host. They kept asking me to host. And then all of a sudden, the edict came down from the big boss. It's probably not a good idea to have Phil host Swap Shop. Eddie's bad enough on there. Yeah. And they got the reins pretty tight on him. Yeah. If you were on there, it'd be like, what the fuck are you selling that for, asshole? You piece of shit. What are you fucking calling me for? Just do us all a favor and go end your life. (laughs) Yeah. If you're Suicide's that hard up, if you're that, up. <laughs> if you're that hard up for twenty five bucks, I'll send it to you. You can keep your fucking pile of manure. Quick figuring. <laughs> I've been making the nicest snowmen out of old ivory snow bottles. <laughs> I make doilies to cover your wine bottles to make them look presentable. I'm like, bitch, when I open a wine bottle, it's gonna be gone in an hour. I don't need no doily to make it look better. Somebody called in on Saturday morning. The last call. Yeah? I was screwing around on Facebook. When I had it, Zuckerberg. You'll be back. Yes. Anyways, he said, I have. Either he was looking for urine samples that were clean. And I'm looking for somebody to drop clean for me because I have a problem, but I will pay you money. And STD, or your STD, or he wants the pee he with an STD. He was looking to buy them, and Eddie says, "No, no, no, wait, 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 He's looking to buy pee that's from someone with an STD or someone who's STD free. Or no, he was looking to buy pee that's drug free. I get that. Or part. STD. He had them both on there. Okay. Or he was looking to sell them for himself. I was. Busy, so but did Eddie go into robot mode? And oh like, yeah, he got All right, pissed. so you're looking. No, well, I figured Eddie go into robot mode. So you're looking like, to sell us piss or buy piss. It has to be either STD free and or drug free, or it could be laced with many drugs. And uh, your number is four zero four. Yeah, blah 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 blah. He said, "That's that, area code eight one zero. No, he told him, "I think that's illegal." The guy said, "Are you a lawyer?" He says, "Yes." Are you a lawyer? By the <laughs> way, the, the authorities listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, that was so, the end of it. <laughs> so about, <laughs> he jumped his ass in. About the best thing afforded to me by being on the radio show and on Sound Like Broadcasting for various shit is uh, the uh, local law enforcement do listen, and they tend to like me more, which is odd. One would think they'd like me less. So every, every, uh, every April Fool's Day, 
Swap did, Shop's just a shit show. I didn't do it this last year, <laughs> but me was. and a whole bunch of mutual friends of Eddie's would call, even before Eddie hosted it, we would call Swap Shop. And one of my favorites Damn. was one time I'm like, I called up and I'm like, I, hi, I have an assortment of shovels, all different sizes. They're good for digging things like holes. Um, I've dug, I've dug holes up to six foot deep with these shovels. I'm selling them in the tractor supply parking lot out of my trunk, and you can come down and you can get pick out your own shovel. Various fully, colors, various handle styles. Yes, very, very many styles and, and uses for these shovels. But then a friend of mine uh, topped that. Right. And we always give out one friend's number. Yeah, you give them. That's what I would do, too. Like, oh. I got an assortment of sleds and sauces for sale. Yeah. Sleds I and sauces. I remember when you did that years ago. And then gave them, gave them Mad Dog's number. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we give one, one mutual friend's number yeah. always now. Yeah. So then... Uh, 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 what else did I? I did. I got Stoliker too one year. I I called in and said I, I forget what I was selling. Oh man, it was something good. But I gave him Stoliker's number. He's like, you asshole! I got like five calls. That's whose number we give out yeah. every time now. Stalls, we love you. So, so then uh, our mutual friend Riley calls in, and uh, he tells them he he's like, I'm also at Tractor Supply selling things out of my trunk. I have various monkeys. Of all kinds of sizes and strengths and training uh, abilities. Some of these are trained to do great things. Some of them just want to rip your face off. But Some of them are quite handy. They're all for sale. They're all for sale. If you're looking to paint a room at an old asylum, I have a monkey for you. There you go. If you need a monkey to go shit in a hotel entryway, I've got that monkey. We should start a thing called like Chore Monkey, where it's actual monkeys that do all these little random things for you, like pop one in a shark cage and put them down to swim with the great whites. A monkey in a shark cage. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Ooh, I'd watch it, that. It'd be stupid enough to like reach out and try and pet it, right? And then boom, ooh, ooh, arm ooh. gone. <laughs> I could put a hook in it. A hook in a monkey. That way, when the shark. We'll hits, see you guys. Take care. <laughs> put a hook in the monkey. <laughs> We we could just marionette the monkey. There you go. Marionette. Yeah. Greasy shirt. Oh so, shit. Um I just have to get uh I gotta get Cookie's take on something here. Yeah, we want we want more cookie. They don't they want less fill, more Adam, more cookie. Trust me. I've got my finger oh. I'll finger anything with a pulse. I mean I've got my <clears throat> finger on the pulse. And uh, that's what they want. So, Cookie, you've heard us talk about the uh, the other PNA podcast. Oh <laughs> yes, isn't that fantastic? That's manna from the heavens, right there. Who the fuck no, is who that? Is we have definitive proof <laughs> that he wasn't God. In case you were wondering, Carlos Ramirez, if you ever hear this podcast, we are sorry, but you have brought this upon yourself. <laughs> Oh, I bet you Carlos Ramirez is pissed. He regrets it. He has been called out. So, Carlos Ramirez, if you're listening to our podcast, get a hold of us. Oh, we, we never gave out the email. So, you can email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. Carlos, if you're one of the 18 people who have listened to that episode of that podcast, um, please, please, by all means, uh, reach out to us. We'll, we'll let you have your moment in the sun. All right, so let's get Cookie's take on the PNA podcast. What do you think, Cookie? Are you a fan of the PNA podcast? Not the Not Express this one. Not the, this the one. one we listened to in Lampoon. 
have you listened to any of it besides uh, on the show? No, just just what you guys have okay. in the you know with the Roomba upstairs. Oh, boy, my mom vacuums every Tuesday. Oh, I'm afternoon. sorry we're late on this. this like, so, sounds like a bunch of sorry doodles. we took a week and a half to release this podcast. I, yeah. I, we don't think yeah. any of you noticed, but for us it was terrible. It's been a terrible experience. So even though it says topical ointment, I thought you could consume it. Don't do that. Don't jam it in holes randomly. It's, it's I topical. Thought it, I thought it would taste like coconut, but it didn't. It's not tropical. It said it was bacon flavored. It was not. <laughs> I think. And just so you know, I think my dog's allergic to cashew butter. We won't go into details. But, but they said he wanted some nut butter, so I gave him cashew butter and... Then he broke out in all kinds of hives and goes in counterclockwise circles. They were always clockwise before. Although he seemed to enjoy the applicator. I think we hit the reverse <laughs> button. <laughs> he seemed to enjoy the applicator. Oh, boy. With cat applicator. Meow. Meow. Meow, 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 meow. Me- me- I, I love that somebody has played some Led Zeppelin in the background. Yeah. there's. N- it's n- never... A bad time for Led Zeppelin. No. Can't think of one. I'm not a huge Zeppelin fan. I know, yeah. But I I don't hate listening to them. I I appreciate that. I'm I'm the same with you. Like, I don't own one of their albums. I'm a huge Zeppelin fan. You guys all know that, though. I I talk about it ad nauseum. People are tired of hearing me talk about Led Zeppelin. No, I'm not. Okay, we'll talk about Led Zeppelin more. What was the name of the album with all the weird symbols? Uh, Zozo, that's the, uh, four. So that had Stairway on it. It had Rock and Roll on it. That's, that's kind of like, for them, even though they had three albums before that, hence the name Four, um, they had a lot of great music on the first three, but that was almost like their Metallica Black album, like the album that really put them on the map. Yeah. Even though it's not doesn't reflect their best work, which the same with Metallica, like the Black album's a masterpiece. It's beautiful. But so many albums before that were fucking great some of the greatest shit ever yeah. and by the way anything after the black album eh. kind of shit I mean, fuel, re-revisited. fuel has some okay yeah, yeah but just shit okay. on it is it like, fuel no yeah yeah and then give refuel me fuel, give me fire give me that what you did there so i i just think you know metallica really that was their watershed album so so for led zeppelin um the zoso uh every symbol represents one of the members of the band and vis-a-vis, that's why it is called the Zoso album. But it's actually four is the name of the album. And like I said, uh, a lot of good shit on it. Actually, When the Levee Breaks and Going to California are two of the best songs on the album, but two of the, the least revered, I feel like. Like, structurally, When the Levee Breaks is technically as a guitar player you, and a musician. You'd probably love that song, When the Levee Breaks. I do appreciate a lot of the stuff that they yeah. did on guitar. Yeah. Pager's awesome. I mean, mm. th- think about this. Pa- Jimmy Page has actually been on, uh, last I checked, it's something like 172 different studio albums because he was a studio guitarist before he was in Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So, yeah. And Robert Plant's just a madman. What a horny motherfucker. Every song's either about sex, Lord of the Rings, or citrus fruit. I, uh, I learned the intro to Stairway just so that I could get dirty looks in Guitar Center. Mm-hmm. No stairway. Every single guitar shop you go into has a sign that says "No stairway." Um, and John Bonham, wrong. rest his soul, died in 1980. Bonzo was usually regarded as 
if you, if you don't have him in your top ten, in the top ten of your greatest drummers of all times, you failed. You know, I watched Sammy Hagar interview uh, Tommy Lee. I'm not saying he's the best, but he's top ten. He should be top ten in everybody's list. I watched Sammy Hagar interview Tommy Lee, and he's like, "Who's your best drummer?" Without hesitation, it was you know John Bottom. John Bottom, yep. And uh, Hagar's like, "Why is that every drummer's answer?" He says, "Have you ever listened to him?" Right. You know, and he's like, "Well, yeah. You know, I, I don't disagree, but yeah. every drummer says he goes because that's what every drummer wants to be." Right. So yeah, I think probably top he should, three. He should yeah. I was going to say top five, but I didn't want to speak in too sensationalistic. Just like Neil Peart. Neil Peart from Rush should be in everybody's top ten easily, too. Yeah. Yeah, like mine, I was going to say Neil Peart. Yeah. And, uh, bottom. Uh, Keith Moon. Keith Moon's got to be right up there. Lars I mean, Ulrich. His later and his later career, but yes. I, Lars... Is he, he got better a lot, a lot better technically. If you took away a double bass pedal from Lars, yeah, okay, that's... he'd be me on drums. Okay, so one of the other ones for me is Travis Barker, which is a lot more recent. Travis Barker, yeah. Um, man, I, the one I'm thinking of is escaping my brain right Josh now. Josh Freeze? No. Have you heard Josh Freeze? No. He's played with Nine Inch Nails. He's played with the Vandals. He's he's a he's a studio drummer mesmerizing the guy's a fucking beast he's an animal josh freeze uh josh freeze is in my top 10 definitely so one of the new drummers that i'm i'm pretty impressed with and uh is the female drummer for uh pop evil yeah she is absolutely good. Po- i mean just powerful she is good you want to talk about worst drummers of all time meg white <laughs> yes <laughs> the white stripes well, that's she, one of those things where Jack White was so, like... So fucked up because her style fits his guitar playing so well, or vice versa. Like, he's fit, tailored his guitar playing around her style. You know, people talk about him being a musical genius. I, being a musician, I don't see it. He's good. He, he's, he's not good. a genius. No. And honestly, the stuff he did is pretty simple, but the, the way he put it together and, and everything like that is, is decent. But, you know, live they suck because right. they, they can't recreate what they did in the studio live. Right. Which so, is two people. So the drummer for Clutch is pretty good too, but he's more like a he's like a rhythm jam drummer. But he it's funny to watch him because he literally closes his eyes while he's playing when he gets into the groove. Yeah, and it's badass. Uh, other drummers that I've noted. Um, VP. What's that? VP. Yep. Yep. Um, drummer. Uh, what's his nuts from? Uh, I can't think of his name, but he played with Local H. Remember Local H? Yeah. He's a, he's a black dude, and he was built pretty well. He. He beat up a drum set unlike anybody I've ever seen at a live show. Like, he beat the fuck out of those drums, and it sounded good, you know? Yeah. So, Local mm. H, very underrated. I love Bound for the Floor. What a great song. It is. And they, they had... Like, you high-fiving motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you high-fiving <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. You guys, call, you guys sounded man. pretty good doing that. We, we harmonized for a minute. That was a good one. I yeah. ever that remember that song. Fuck that yeah, a long time that ago. Local H, one of the yeah. best shows I've ever I've ever attended. Yeah, it's some good shit. Local H, if you're listening out there, you can be on the podcast anytime. There's Chicago rig. They might be listening. Yeah, bring your skins. That's right. Beat the fuck <laughs> out of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumpster. You high five and come dumpster. We should do the remake. You know, also a pretty solid band for just two people. People, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, 
White Stripes only had two people in it. Right. But that's been done a lot. Filter did it, too. Fil- Filter, I believe, did it. Yep. Um, they, they had more people later on. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, oh, President of the United States. Pot USA, baby. Yep. I met that guy. He goes by the name. So he does children's albums, and his name is Casper Baby Pants as a, as a children's musician. <laughs> and uh, when I was rolling with all the swanky people, when I was somebody and lived in Seattle, uh, my, my ex-wife was part of a lot of the mom's groups around there. And they actually ho- had him uh, at two of their events, like hosted him. So like I got to hang out with him for like half a day one time. He's a cool dude. He's the lead singer and guitarist. He only plays three strings on his guitar, though. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, great, great guy. But you should check out Casper Babypants. Some of his songs are pretty like they, he has kind of that Seattle so- sound still somewhat. But he puts it to like obviously kid-friendly lyrics. And it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Worth a checkout. Hey, Phil, I was going to ask you something. Go on. Uh, the Buffalo Preacher. Buffalo Preacher, yeah, that's my buddy's band, which okay, I, I, okay. Got that, I got that record. Um, we're going to start playing. They probably, they've got shit on YouTube, I know. So Buffalo Preacher is the name of uh, uh, Drew De La O. He's one of my real good friends, amazing guitarist. Um, that's his latest band, and uh, they're just trying to make it. They're uh, a bunch of quality, like uh, very top notch. You're fine, musicians, and I'm just trying to help them by promoting his music. They said they uh, they offered vinyl of their of, of their music, and uh, I bought it right away and loved it. I've listened to that record probably ten times already. Really? Right back, love it, love it. So they're kind of a bluesy outfit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Talented, talented musician. So Drew. I'll give you a shout out if you're listening. Hopefully you're listening. Buffalo Preacher, come on the show. Call us. Call us. Call in. I mean, they're they're work they're working their way up. I mean, they've got uh, they've got like a they have a channel, a uh, Pandora channel. Um, they've recorded uh, considered national recording artist now, and let's try to try to help them out. You know, yeah, help each other out here. Yeah, Buffalo Preacher, good shit. Good shit. Yes, sir. I think it, it's great beer drinking music. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. It's kind of got that, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, great country beer drinking music. Yes. Because it's it's not depressing country music. It's it's a upbeat kind of that yep. that hillbilly feel to it without being hillbilly music. So here's, here's one of the best days I ever had. One of the best days Phil ever had was with Drew, who's a member of that band. Uh, lead uh, guitarist, rhythm guitarist, lead guitar. They, they alternate, and he sings some, too. Um, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and it was the year, the first, well, the second time the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl, but they hadn't won because they had lost to the Steelers previously. So he stays over at my house, and we wake up and like, hey, let's go get some breakfast. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. So we go to Rubitino's and get breakfast and start drinking. So we go, we go into another bar. It's about, about 8 o'clock in the morning now. And uh, we go into another bar. And uh, he says, go Seahawks. As we walk in, we get immediately kicked out. Kicked out of a bar at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we were buzzed, but not too bad. And now we know that bartender that kicked him out really well. So we went to another bar and just got fucking hammered. And then watched the fucking Seahawks win the Super Bowl. And it was a great day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So he always talks about us getting kicked out of a bar at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so love you, Drew. Spent a great day with him. That was fantastic. When I was in college and I had my band in college, we uh, one Saturday night we decided to have a little bit of an after party and we planned it. So we had a keg, and uh, it fizzled out pretty quick. 
So we literally started, you know, we're all crashed in my living room. Yeah. And we started drinking way too early. Like I woke up and there was already a couple guys drinking yeah. from the band. And I, I fell asleep in the chair down there. And uh, so we had this full keg and we just sat there literally all day. Right. Dr- watching football games and drinking. Those aren't like... See, that's the one thing that I did love about living on the West Coast was the fact that uh, my buddies that own the local 907, the bar that I... I love I love those guys too. That's where I met everybody out there. Um, the morning games start at ten o'clock on Sunday out there. So you go and you have breakfast. They open for breakfast, and you drink you drink mimosas and do whatever. And uh, I I came up with something that I called. Uh, so I lived in Renton, which is south of Seattle. It, we called it DTR Downtown Renton DTR. I came up with a DTR mimosa, which is uh, Miller High Life and orange juice. It's not bad. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> And we would just sit there, and, and my friend... Well, but now that's a big thing, like the yeah. orange beers. Yeah. That's a and, big thing. And my friend Pam would bring the Sunday paper, because her, her husband at the time worked on Sundays. So she'd join me for breakfast. We'd sit there, we'd read the Sunday paper and watch the early games, and it was a great day. And then the afternoon game started, which usually the Seahawks played about 1 o'clock. And by the time they got done, it'd be 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You'd be blitzed. So you'd go home, take a short nap, and get ready for the evening game. Yeah. Those were great Sundays. I miss that. Uh, those were, you know, those are probably some of the happiest times of my life. So you tend to kind of glom onto those in yeah. your memories. You fellas uh, care for NASCAR at all? I used to watch NASCAR religiously, but I just I don't follow it anymore, and I can't pick it back up because all the rule changes, stoppages in the middle, and shit like that. That's not true. That's bullshit. Wow. Let those fuckers right. race all the way through. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I've never been a huge NASCAR fan, but I don't mind watching racing. Yeah, you know, I used to be a huge fan. Obviously, you know, I remember, I remember the day, the day after Dale Earnhardt died. Um, I was in college in engineering, and we all loved racing. We were all huge racing fans. We did the, you know, we did the the, the mini ba- SA mini Baja. We did the Formula. We we had, you know. Dale Earnhardt was on our fucking pop machine in our engineering lounge. Like, he was on the front of it, you know, picture. We had a... We had so, a, uh, that a, was the most somber day I remember any time in engineering that day after. It, it almost rivaled for us. It wasn't as bad. 9-11 was somber for everybody. Yeah. But, but that... The day after Dale Earnhardt passed away was somber in our engineering world for everybody. We were all upset, sad, shook. Like, he was our, he was our guy. He was all of our guy, you know? Yep. And really... Um, once you know Kevin Harvick came back and won it in Dale's car, and then uh, Dale Earnhardt Third Jr. Third race at Atlanta. Yeah, yep, and then Dale Earnhardt Jr. came in. Like I, I was a solid NASCAR fan up until probably about five years ago. I'd say. Yeah. Yep. Well, we are at like an hour and fifteen minutes exactly right now. Holy Toledo! Yeah, it, it goes, goes quick, doesn't it, Cookie? Oh my God! I can't <laughs> believe it. Yeah. Well, you want to wrap this up then? Any, we probably should. Any final words? Cookie, anything you want to get out? Anything you got? Um, Thanks for being on. We appreciate you, man. Oh, I, I appreciate you guys having me. I, yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, you haven't really talked much, honestly. <laughs> well, not a lot, but I've just been kind of listening. Hey, Adam, gear grinding. and Yeah, I had quite a gear grinding at the out. beginning. And, that, and that's good. And I, I would recommend that from now on, if people... Are in the Hampton? Uh, no, Comfort the Inn. Comfort Inn, Claire. The Comfort, Comfort Inn, Claire. Claire. Definitely shit on the carpet. 
Listen That's coming back. right yeah. from our historian and our, our top ten lister and everything, yeah. And so, listen to episode seven or Quick Trip 7. You'll never see rubbish the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and you will see a need for a product that has never been illustrated better. Oh, Touché. boy. So I, I'm going to self-plug as we, uh, as we wrap this up uh, before we bring in our... Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, well, self, Steve Gutenberg. But this is... This is my buddy uh, Rick and I recorded this in 2015. Okay. Oh, I just muted it. Unbelievable. Not too bad for two guys in, like, a basement that had never recorded anything. That was literally the first song we ever recorded totally on our own. Very awesome. That is awesome. That, that was a pretty solid guitar. It's probably my favorite solo I've ever done on a recording. Yes. Good job. I, I was pretty proud of that. I'm, I'm happy I finally seem to have pulled myself out of my doldrums this episode. I don't yes. think I was a Debbie Downer hardly ever. No. And a lot less of a dick than normal. I appreciate nice. that, too. Very good. Nice. Yeah. Good, good job. Right. So email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. Steve Cook, Cookie, thanks for joining us. We love you. You have an open invite anytime you ever want to be on the show, brother. Adam, you agree with that? Oh, most definitely. All right. I uh, Thank you, guys. So Steve Cook, Adam Filkins, as always, Phil Nickel, make good choices. Don't let me.